So me and you are pretty much friends by now, right? Yes. So you got my back and everything? What? Never mind. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy Saturday to you, wherever you may be. I'm Gary Mann. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Glad to be there. Glad to have you with us. And we have a wonderful guest today that we're going to talk about momentarily. But first, let's say hello to Nathan Miller, our producer at the board. That's Nathan Miller, whom we prefer to call Nathan Detroit. And ironically wearing a Chicago White Sox shirt because I am gearing up and getting ready for All-Star Week, which is going to be right here in Seattle, Washington. Well, either Suzanne or I have to say it, but if you're going to wear that, you better be wearing it to the west and south of downtown Chicago. You wear it <laughs> north of the city limits, well, you're going to be in trouble. I got Cub shirts, <laughs> thankfully, so I'll just do a quick ro- wardrobe swap and we'll be good to go. Now, see, if you're a Bears fan or if you're a Blackhawks fan, God help you. If you happen <laughs> to be a fan of those two franchises, that's citywide. There's there's no discriminating between those two there. People suffer in common when it comes to the Bears and Blackhawks. But, yeah. but you do have that division in the uh, in the city there when it comes to the White Sox and the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Big rivalry yeah. up there, either north yep, side or yep. south side. That's right. That's right. I was a north sider, so... That's where my my loyalties lie, to the Cubbies. Uh, my uncle is a big White Sox fan, and he raised his daughter to be a White Sox fan as well. But then she got married to a Cubs fan and went to the other oh, side. There you go. The light side. <laughs> Probably her dad said divorce <laughs> is expensive. <laughs> I got to say, though, oh, for me, good. I think I'm. I, it's hard to say. I'm pretty torn in between there, probably because I don't live in Chicago or right. stuff like that. But, I mean, I went to a Cubs game, and I love the atmosphere of Wrigley Field. And I've never been to a White Sox game in a, what used to be Comitsky Park, but now is guaranteed rate field yes and i can tell you that back in 1969 i went to comiskey park there before any of the uh upgrades and then ultimately the uh, name came up change with a, a yeah. big name change there mm-hmm. and a, a lot of renovations but i did go to a comiskey park game uh see the White Sox. And w- what was interesting was that at the time they had a man named Ken Berry, not he of Mar- uh, Mayberry RFD fame, but Ken Berry, a wonderful outfielder, rather light hitting, outstanding fielder, one of the very best in baseball at the time. And he was a standout star for the Chicago White Sox. Shortly after we saw him in that game, maybe it was the next season, I don't know. They traded him to the Angels, the very team playing them that day. And oh. It was a treat for me to be there in Comiskey Park because I lived about seven miles from the stadium where the Angels played. It was a train layover uh-huh. because my family went from LA to Pittsburgh with a stop in between for several hours in Chicago that allowed us to take in a game. And it was a wonderful experience. I saw downtown and as Suzanne will recall, we saw downtown Chicago where they had all these pictures of Mayor Daley, Richard J. Daley there, who was running for re-election and might as well have run unopposed there. But all these people were showing their support for his honor, the mayor. Yes. 
You remember those days? Oh, I remember those days. He, he, he had passed, a lock on the city. He did, and uh, and a chokehold too. Yeah. I don't mean that in terms of uh, things you know regarding police, though the police department had their own issues back in the day. That's for sure. But I can tell you this much: when Mayor Daly died, the whole city went into mourning. Oh yeah, there was black crepe everywhere. It was it was mm. quite quite the thing. He was mayor for a long time, and uh, as people used to say, he kept the streets clean. And the train's running on time. And the train's on time. There you go. There you go. And reliably democratic. So anyhow, thank you for bringing all that up with your shirt today, Nathan. See what you triggered? Blame it on Nathan. It is Nathan. <laughs> well, he's Nathan. There's a rivalry between Chicago and Detroit anyway. Chicago, by the way, for those who do not realize, and a lot of people move from these cities out to Seattle anyway, but Chicago is the Midwest. Nearby mm -hmm. Detroit is where the East Coast, going west to east, Detroit is where you start the east in oh. the eastern time zone. So it is a divide. Yeah, two different time zones. Let's get back to the PNW and the Pacific time zone with our guest today. Yes, absolutely. It's our pleasure and our privilege to bring in our buddy Bill Champlin. And it's great to have him around because he has this effortless way with the tarot. No matter how hard he works at it, he makes it seem effortless. And in the second half hour, we want to let you know that I think he's going with the three-card readings again, if I recall. And so he's going to play three-card Monty tarot style after the break. And we'll give you the numbers. Suzanne will give you the numbers. And wait till then, please, to call in. Get in queue. And Bill may have something for you tarot-wise. Bill Champlin is an intuitive with a focus on psychic tarot card and energy readings to provide clients with precise, helpful guidance. His background in metaphysical studies began in the 1980s. Bill's education includes certification in Akashic Records, tarot card studies, and psychic awareness. He's also certified Reiki master and certified in past life therapy. His website is tarotbybill.com, and he's going to be live and in person today, and we're going to give you all those details at the bottom of the hour during our marketing piece. So please stay tuned. You'll be able to catch Bill up close and personal this afternoon. In the meantime, we welcome you back to Manson Mitchell. Bill Champlin, good to have you with us today. Good to be here. Thank you very much for having me back again. Yeah, it's it's nice to have somebody who understands the tarot cards, which is one of those tools that uh, I think appears kind of simple on the surface. Well, you got all these nice cards with pictures on them, but it's one of those that you can study for years and years and you keep finding more to learn about it, more depth to learn about it. And also what you can what what your purpose is in going to the cards and you seem to have kind of a particular focus when it comes to doing readings so i wanted you to talk a little bit about that this morning yeah a lot of times when people call they want to know what's coming up for them what's going to happen that kind of thing so they're going to a psychic thinking that maybe the psychic has some magical connection to some idea or concept that they need to get in touch with to make their lives better. But what we're really doing when we read people is we're reading the energy that they've created on another level, on a subconscious level. So it's not just about what is coming up for you or what specifically is going to happen, but 
possibly how you can change that because um, I like to empower my clients with information and possibilities. I don't tell people what to do. A lot of people will call and say, what should I do? Should I take this job? Should I um, leave this relationship? That kind of thing. I do not tell people what to do, but what I will do for them is look at the energy of the situation, especially if it's a back and black and white kind of uh, question and look at both sides, give them the option. What does it look like if you leave this job? What does it look like if you stay in this job, the energy, and then they can make the decisions from maybe from that information. Uh, so I do talk about options for people as well and choices that they've got. So there's um, no such thing as supposed to because, like, I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to do that. It's really what you've created. Um, another example, <clears throat> a lot of people will call and ask about their upcoming upcoming love life. <clears throat> but they stay home a lot. I'll look at the cards and I'll go, do you stay home a lot? Uh, yeah, well, um, we're going to have to get you out to get you more social, get you interacting, get you on I call them the more serious dating apps or something where you're interacting, connecting with people. Uh, the person um, that you're going to meet is not just going to come and knock at your door. You're going to have to get out to sort of help the universe make it happen. So it's not as if you just go to a psychic. The psychic has the information. They tell you what's going to happen, and it automatically happens. You're really um, involved in a much greater degree in creating that reality for yourself. So I like to give people the options and opportunities and sort of train them on how to manifest what they want. The future is not that fixed, Bill. And when we have talked to other people, you're talking about options. You know, you can do this or you can do that. And when you talk about the the energy on a subconscious level and what it is you've created. Something that we have talked about repeatedly on this show is that we think we are our thoughts, and so we know who we are. But if we can get a new perspective at any point in time, if we can change one thought, that thought changes the energy am i right absolutely yes and um there are some people that believe that everything is absolutely set in stone and i don't i do believe that we have free will is i want to say paramount to everything there are certain general things that we come into each lifetime to learn but along the way we have free will choice to i want to say make it or break it we can change that we can change the direction we're going in to learn those lessons. So I like to give people the options and different perspectives, different different ways of looking at things. I, I have found myself in the past um, when I was working, perhaps getting very irritated with a co-worker for one reason or another. And it's like, man, that woman is so aggravating. And it's mostly because she was thinking so differently from the way I was thinking about something. And in those occasions where I was able to change my perspective about somebody, and it, it was never a snap of the fingers, it usually took a few weeks or a few months to, to do it. 
But when I was able to look at them with different eyes, that, you know, they were not all that aggravating and they had a different point of view that was valid for them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then, you know, all of a sudden, my relationship with them improved to a great deal. And and I hear people talking about, well, if only they would change. If only they if only they would change, everything would be good. Yeah. And and when I hear that, my experience over time, and because I'm old and hopefully a little wiser, you know, I say to myself, it's never about the other person changing. It is always about yourself changing. Right. If you change, hmm. and if you change your thoughts, then you're going to find all your circumstances around you changing too, because you'll be attracting something different. Exactly. I put a quote on um, Facebook recently. It goes, your outer world reflects your inner world. If you don't like your life, start working on yourself. So looking at starting with yourself, and this is one of the things I do when I read for people is... um, Preparing people to meet someone, if they want to meet someone, that one of the best questions I get asked is, how do I prepare myself to meet someone? Because it's always about you generating the energy uh, from yourself. How you feel about yourself is sort of um, going to equal the person that you meet, the person that you interact with, the person that you draw to you. So it all, you're right. It absolutely always belong, or starts with um yourself or looking within yourself if you don't like your life or some aspect in general about your life start working on how you feel about yourself and your life and eventually that will change your vibration will change that will change the quality of people that you attract the um circumstances that you attract and so forth absolutely correct yeah, the the uh, the interplay between energy and thoughts, changing the thoughts and changing the energy. And in a social context, I offer few guarantees in this life, but I'll offer you one right now. If you make a project of yourself, you're going to go farther faster by, by far than you could ever go trying to change other people. Exactly. <clears throat> yep. So when you are doing some tarot readings, what you're looking at is if the person remains in the energetic path that they're on, this is the most likely outcome. But there are some options if they were to change their thinking about something. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Or their approach. Absolutely. Or their approach. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. How, How did you gravitate to tarot cards um, when you have these other things, these other modalities in your background, the the Reiki healing, the Akashic records access, the past lives uh, therapy, and and what is it that draws you and and gives you some excitement about dealing with the tarot cards? When I first started getting interested in metaphysics back in the 1980s. I actually started going to different psychics for readings, um, and I ended up going to two specifically um, that both used, actually all of them used cards, but two specifically that became my teachers, and um, they used the tarot cards. So I always had it in the back of my mind because several people told me that I should be doing this over the years, 
And to be honest with you, I thought they were crazy. And I just sort of thought, well, I'll put it in the back of my mind and see what happens. And circumstances sort of brought me to the point where um, it was time for me to do something else. And I decided that's what it is. I've always found that um, using the cards gives a more accurate reading than just a strictly psychic reading um, because it gives more information. So to me personally, I've always found that for me getting a reading, uh, I prefer to get a reading from someone who does use cards. And I prefer to use cards for the most part generally in giving readings because it gives more um, information. I'm using the cards as a tool. I'm using my psychic abilities. When I put a card down, it triggers other um, psychic thoughts that I have or things that I feel. Um, but the tarot cards are really a tool. And so I've always found that the tarot cards or getting a tarot reading is more accurate than getting just a strictly psychic reading. Okay, fair enough. I find that interesting. I yeah. talked to, and you may also subscribe to this approach, Bill, but I have talked to a few, I would say three really good tarot readers, both here and in Washington State, one in Las Vegas, as a matter of fact. And to a person, they said that they use the tarot not so much for the discrete significance of each card as defined by various guides to interpret. They, they interpret. They generally will not do that. What they do is they use it to stir up their imaginative sense, their meditative instincts, and they rely on those instincts to come up with readings that are far more often than not valid and that's why they have a clientele that keeps coming back to see them but they don't do it as the lady in las vegas used to tell me i'm not a technician so the interpretive guides are one thing and she was familiar with those but she didn't rely entirely upon them exactly yeah and also um the interaction of cards when you spread cards um i've put cards down i'm trying to think real quickly of um examples i'll put several cards down because i start with a general reading when i do my readings i start with a general reading i don't want to know anything about the client or their questions so i'll spread the cards and different cards it's not just one card says something but the interaction or the connection with other cards when you do a spread also tells a, a an interesting story um deeper than maybe just the surface aspect of things so um yeah the interaction one card says one thing but you put a, a card next to that in a spread and it'll give you a different perspective completely maybe than just using the one card itself so that's why i've always done the celtic spread because it tells a story i like that is there uh, a big difference between choosing a card that's all of one type versus choosing cards of various types that are in the uh in the cards um, you mean the different suits the different suits right yeah this um there's the major arcana and the minor arcana and they tell different 
stories, the major arcana are basically the bigger, I'm going to call it like the, the bigger picture aspects of things, the judgment card, um, the, the wish card and so forth. And the suits are basically based on a regular playing deck, to be honest with you. Um, so you've got wands and swords and cups and so forth. And each one of those types of suits in, in a deck tells you different aspects. Um, so it, it's not choosing the cards, but mostly it's what cards go down after I, you know, shuffle the cards and do a spread for people. Right. Okay. I wanted to ask you a question, and that is, in your study of the tarot, Bill, and I don't know how dedicated a student you are of the history of tarot. I certainly am not. I own a few tarot decks. I have used them any number of times. But what little I know of history indicates to me that tarot, as a tool of divination, has persisted in its popularity despite the fact that all these centuries hence we live in a post-enlightenment world and of course there are any number of people you'll meet who will say well of course this is superstition and you're telling people what they want to hear or know already maybe i mean there might be some tarot readers who do that i don't know any who do but it's possible i'm curious to know how much of the history you have absorbed and how much credit you give to the persistence of people who have kept the tarot house clean while saying this is real to us this is a valuable tool you can use this to improve the quality of your life absolutely and i'm going to ask answer the question in a little different perspective you're asking the history and i'm as you are i'm not totally familiar with the history of the cards but um I just I think I lost my train of thought. Oh, the trends and so forth. So I feel like um, earlier 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th century, life was harder for people. So I feel like the cards were probably read in a different way, in a much more harsher or stricter way. But generally, our life, our lives are pretty good, actually, when you look at it. So um i really soften how i read the cards for people they're not harsh realities they're more indications of a situation that you're in or possibilities for yourself because realistically our lives are really a lot better um than in previous centuries shall we say so over the centuries i feel like the the um approach or the general approach to reading a specific card probably has changed and i can think of the one card probably everybody is aware of the the death card does not mean death it means choices but there's a, still this perception that the death card means actually somebody's going to die but that's absolutely not true so i feel like over history the general way that the tarot meanings are approached has softened or changed that way you remind me of the opera carmen not you personally but you're putting me in mind of it because uh, she kept overturning the cards death 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 with despair in her voice don't want in case you haven't seen carmen go see it wonderful opera not that i can take any credit for it and i don't want to spoil it there but this death 
death, death. It, it is in itself a persistent idea or theme. And as you pointed out, that's not what it means. Exactly. It's choices. Um, so uh, we all go through death, so to speak. We end a job. We end a relationship. Um, we end a circumstance of some sort. But that is what the death card means. It's a change. You're ending something, starting something new. You're changing something. You're changing an approach. You're changing a job. So that's really all that means. Um, one of the things that one of my teachers taught me is because the death card, I think in any deck looks terrible. So one of the, my teachers ta taught me that as soon as that card goes down, say something quick because you don't want to freak people out because they're going to see that card and go, Oh my God, what's, what's this? So it is not that at all. It is change. The death card is simply change. Bill, we're going to open up the phone lines for the second half of the show and allow people to call in and get a mini reading from you uh, for free. And if, if they call in, tell us what you're going to do and what the people who are calling in can expect. Okay, so generally, uh, most people ask about relationships, <clears throat> job, finance, family aspects. And so basically today, what I will do is I will do a three-card spread for you and give you a general information as to what I'm seeing. You're always welcome to contact me and make an appointment to get more information or to get a deeper reading if you wish. But today is just a general three-card spread regarding your question. Okay, so you do want people to have a question when they call in, not just say, I want a general reading. You right. like a specific question on people's minds that they would like to have answered. Absolutely. And two things on that. If somebody just wants a general reading, I will do that as well. Um, but I like my clients to walk away with something specifically. That's why I um, specifically based my readings on people's questions because I want my clients to feel like they walked away with something specific. So I always encourage questions. Right. At the very least, why don't you do yourself a favor, callers? We look forward to hearing from you. Come up with an area of your life. I mean, in a man's life, Freud said it, work and love, the two big ones. That might be enough, but be at least that specific. Keep that in mind as you dial one of two numbers that Suzanne will provide you with now. From anywhere, you can call area code 425-373-5527. From anywhere in the United States, probably Canada too, 425-373-5527. If you're in Western Washington, additionally, there is a toll-free number at 1-888-298-5569. Nathan will go ahead and put you in queue for Bill Champlin. So after our break, we will uh, find out where Bill's going to be this afternoon so you can go see him in person. And we will take some calls for mini readings uh, after that. It's three-card metaphysical Monty with Bill Champlin. Always a pleasure to have him with us. We are Manson Mitchell. Give us a couple of minutes and we will be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine. 
with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome Alicia Michelle, the Astro Babe, to talk about several important planetary alignments going on now and for some time to come. Forewarned is forearmed. On Saturday, Matt Shea sits in the guest host seat and along with Skip and Sharon Line Gang discusses ghostly encounters and metaphysical moments in their trademark fashion. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. And why that piece of music? Uh, that piece of music is for the All-Star Game being played in Seattle this week. So wonderful. Go teams. Bill Champlin is our guest this hour. And Bill, if people would like to uh, get more information about you, what is your website, social media, all that good stuff? And tell people where you're going to be this afternoon and at what time. Okay. So I will, uh, first of all, my website is tarotbybill.com. That's T-A-R-O-T by bill.com. Similarly, you can find me at with Psychic Bill Champlin on Facebook and Instagram. Same thing. This afternoon from, or actually today, 11 to 6 p.m., I will be at Mystic Sanctuary in Tacoma. That's at 2805 Bridgeport Way West, number 23. That's in University Place 98466. I'm there every Sunday at Mystic Sanctuary, but this weekend I'm there today and tomorrow. And Wednesdays I'm at Crystal Spirit in Tacoma over on 38th and Cedar across the street from Marlene's uh, by the Tacoma Mall. So every Wednesday I'm there. The list of my in-person events is on my website at tarotbybill.com on the in-person events page. I've got a lot coming up, including Linwood, Bellevue, Bellevue at the end of this month and so forth. 
Wonderful. This, Boy, you are busy. This is the Bill Champlin Tarot Tour. It's it, it's very busy. That's great, Bill. I'm, I'm glad you're having that kind of success. How about giving those numbers out one more time? Yes, I will. We have some callers, but we don't have all the lines filled yet. So if you think that you could be up for a tarot reading with Bill Champlin, the numbers are 425-373-5522. Four two five three seven three five five two seven, or in Western Washington, one eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. And Bill's going to draw three cards for each person. Our first caller is Chris from Fort Myers, Florida. Chris, say hello to Bill Champlin. Hello, Bill. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I know Gary and. Gary and, and Suzanne. Gal up there real, yeah, Suzanne, real well. So happy well, belated do, birthday, by the you way. You do, <laughs> to the extent that you and I share a birthday, Chris. That's yeah, that's yeah, one of the birthday. things I remember that's... about you. <laughs> happy belated birthday to you, Chris, since both of your birthdays are in April. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, just, I'm starting a new job down here as a handy person, and I just wonder if it's going to take off like I think it's going to. Okay, we'll take a look at that. And what is your astrological sign, Chris? Aries. Aries. Aries, okay. And I want to mention that, too, for the people that call in, I will need your first name and astrological sign. That helps me focus in on your energy. So let's take a look at the job for Chris. Is it going to be successful? What do we see about that for you? Oh, nice partnerships. You've got the... The Wheel of Fortune, Success, and Good Luck. And changes coming up in it. So I feel like it leads even possibly to something else later. Um, so, But you've got the Wheel of Fortune. So that indicates a real good energy around this new job. Uh, shows partnerships. Real good connection, in other words, for a new job. So I uh, feel like it's going to turn out well for you. Okay, that's good. Do you have any other questions? Yeah, I was just wondering uh, about my dad's health. Do you think he's going to, he's 96 right now, and he's sharper, sharper an attack. Uh, does it look like, he, you know, he's going to, his dad died in 102. Do you think he's going to outlive his dad? <laughs> um, actually, I don't take a look at that, like, in timing, but I can take a look at his general energy if you'd like me to. Yeah, that's fine. What is his first name and astrological sign? Oh, he is born in August, so and his first name Bob. Leo, Leo, Bob. Okay, let's take a look at Bob. Well, he's got good energy moving forward, and so yes, I feel like um, for the time that he's here, he's really um, doing really well for his age. Actually, is what I'm seeing. So he's hanging in there. So um, yeah, just you know, send good thoughts to him. Contact him as much as possible. Um, I feel I'm like down here with him right now. So, excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, well, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate the you. call. Yeah, it is good to hear from you. It's been a while since we've seen you, and you know, we hope to catch up with you in person one of these days. And also, yeah, Chris, probably next um, week. If, probably next week. Good. All right. If you want a deeper reading at any point, just go ahead and go to my website and uh, book a reading. The booking link is right on the homepage. 
Okay, thank you. That sounds, that sounds great. Good. Thank you, Chris. We'll thank talk you, to you Chris. Bye. Take care. Bye. And well, Bill, let's go ahead and mention that website one more time, and this is good for everybody who calls in. Okay, it's tarotbybill.com, T-A-R-O-T, bybill.com. If you can't remember that, look up Tacoma Psychic. Google Tacoma Psychic, and I will show up. Fantastic. Suzanne, whom do we have next? We have uh, Cynthia calling from Everett, Washington. And Cynthia is also an Aries. Yay, Aries. Go, Aries. So, Cynthia, do you have a question that you would like to ask Bill Champlin today? Uh, yeah, I wanted to see if he picked up anything that maybe I should move back to the East Coast or maybe move to Florida. <clears throat> okay. I can help you with that we one. We can help you with that one. Don't move <laughs> I to know, Florida. I can. <laughs> <laughs> But I just started a new no job. No card that will help you. <laughs> hey, Cynthia, let's see what we got here for you. Okay. Moving. Okay. I feel like you're back and forth about this question. You've been hanging in there. I feel like uh, you've been thinking about this for quite some time. And yeah. it sort of stays in your mind and you're back. You're still back and forth about it. About the move. It's in, in other words, you're having sort of a difficult time trying to decide whether you should move or not. Um, and I feel like you question yourself also on this, if it's a good move or not to move to do that. So again, also, um, I hope that helps you. And if you want me to take a look at that on a deeper level, more specifically, you can you're always welcome to book an appointment. Okay. Did, you, did anything uh, yeah, come up ahead. about the, uh, the new job that I'm starting? Is there anything on that? Okay, let me take a look at that specifically for you. Let's take a look. Reshuffle the card and take a quick look on your new job. First of all, congratulations on the new job. Let's see what we see here. Okay. The new job. What do we see? Well, strength, um, good foundation, and happiness. I feel like you'll be happy there. Uh, are you working from home in this job? No. Okay. Um, this is interesting. As far, uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier as far as the meaning of the cards. Before the pandemic, the Four of Wands meant home to me. That's how I read it. But now, after the pandemic, a lot of people are still working from home. So now it takes on a different meaning. But I do get good foundations for you in this job, strength, possible connection with the healthcare field or taking care of people, and happiness. So I feel like you will be happy in this job. Okay, that's good to know, okay. Super, thank you very much for calling. Yeah, yeah and thank, thank you. you, Cynthia. We wish you the best of luck. If you decide that you wanna to come to Florida, you can shoot us an email go to okay. our website, get in contact with us. We have specific information for you. And if you're serious about making that move, there are upsides and there are downsides. Yeah, and yeah, we'd be that would be to great. Discuss that with, we'll talk about it with you as objectively where, as possible. Where is back east that you're thinking about? Um, probably in Connecticut, New York area where I grew up. I grew up in that area. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Sure. I, I'm okay. from Connecticut, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. and Gary and I have visited uh, the New England states a little mm -hmm. bit, and we would like to do more of it because it is a pretty area. And it's funny, no matter, yeah, you know, no matter where you go, 
you're going to be dealing with some kind of weather issue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, My and sister so, still lives in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it's yeah. just the energy of so many changes in the United States that I'm feeling like a homing pigeon that I want to be back towards where I fit in a bit. Oh, that's an interesting way of putting yes. it, Cynthia. Yeah. And if you were to go back and stay for a while, if you're looking for a place in Connecticut, wherever mm-hmm. that is, where your sister lives in Connecticut, how far away are you from the Big Apple, for example? Oh, uh, where she lives is about two hours. But uh, I have friends in New York. My niece works in New York City. I worked in Manhattan for 27 years. So, I, you know, my oh, relatives are all buried in in John St. John Cemetery, Middle Village, Queens. So... Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, you know, it's I've been out here 17 years, and I'm like, hmm, and now I'm getting to a different stage of life, and I'm just trying to figure it out. And Florida's come up because I have two friends down there, and then, uh, you know, I have friends going to Arizona, and then I'm, I'm kind of tired of the weather in this part of the country because I can't ski anymore. <laughs> but it's still a what, beautiful uh, part of the country. Where are your, where are your yeah. friends in Florida? Uh, one was over near Sarasota, and the okay. other one is near uh, Mar Lago. And oh, okay. Well, one is East Coast, one is West yep. Coast, and there there is a difference in energy between yeah. the two coasts. Okay. A lot of Eastern United States people, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, they end up on the East Coast of Florida just mm-hmm. because the interstate goes there, I-95. Yep. The people yep. who are on the Gulf side generally come from the Midwest. That's your That's Illinois, right. you yeah. know, Indiana, Ohio kind of people that head down I-75 to the West Coast. Definitely the West Coast is more laid back. The East mm-hmm. Coast is, is much more intensive. It has that Atlantic seaboard vibe yeah. of New York yeah. and New York, Boston and, and yeah. all yeah. of that is over there. And it's in evidence when you go there. It's not right. that we had a bad time. We've had a heck of a good time over there on right. the Atlantic side. Right. But we live on the Gulf side. And I have had people, including people I've known in Seattle radio, who moved to Florida. And they say rather wistfully that they wish they could live on the Gulf rather than on the Atlantic. It's less crowded, <laughs> though. We're packing them in here. Yeah. Sarasota is a growing city. There, but they find it less intense. That's what they tell me. Yeah, yeah. a less intense energy. So if that helps, and we'd love to yeah. see you in Sarasota. Well, I guess I kind of like the intense energy. I, I kind of like being a New Yorker and a New Englander. There you go. There I'm kind of well, getting tired definitely. of being told, you know, it doesn't count when people don't know their American history and never been to Boston and the rest of it. If you didn't have New England, you wouldn't have Seattle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely I, true i tell One people thing i'm like go there first before you say anything about it you need to go to the state before you say anything about new york and new england and that's, that's just right. to take that's an right. intelligent approach to it cynthia you're quite right one handy mm-hmm. tip i will give you get used to some quirky behavior because whatever you experienced in New York, Connecticut, Boston, and whatnot, when you get to the Atlantic side of Florida, you can go into a supermarket and find people picking grapes off the stems. And they fill the bag with the grapes and leave this mess of of stems there. Because they don't want to pay for it. That's right. And they will tell you, what are you doing that for? I don't pay for the stems. I pay for the grapes over here. (laughs) <laughs> so people have their stories. But then again, yes. Suzanne and I together for the first time last summer went to New York City and wow. it was an extraordinary time. We loved it. And the people treated us great. Yep. Yep. 
it's a city. I mean, it's a city. It's, yeah. it's uh, how many people in one little Manhattan Island. So it's a different pace, and I get it that people don't get yeah. it. But I'm like, you have to go, and you need to go on a good walking tour with a historian that starts from the bottom at Francis Tavern, where George gave, gave his farewell address, and go all the way up Wall Street, and you have to look at the history of how this started and feel the, the emotion of the history of the people. You know, and when people don't do that, I'm like, okay, well, you don't understand. It, it, it took a lot for this country to be where it got to. You know, yeah. it's not a simple answer. But anyway, that's I'm true. A history nut. So, Cynthia, I am uh, really glad you called today. That was uh, that was a good time. What, what's your specific birthday, Cynthia? Uh, 4-11-1963. Uh, she's pretty close to you. Pretty close on 413. Rising sign in yeah. Cancer, Moon in Scorpio, and Sun in Aries. Okay. Moon in Scorpio. Scorpio for a yeah. good time. Call Cynthia. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks right. again for calling, Thank you guys. Cynthia. I'll we appreciate you about it. that stuff about Florida. All right. Please do, Cynthia. We'd love to yeah. hear from you. Thank All you right. so much. You guys do a great show. Thank you so much, Bill, too. Thank you, else Thank you very much. You're Sorry. welcome. A couple of good calls. Two good calls, and we we I don't know if there's if there's time for another caller. And you're thinking you're the one, then I'll give out the numbers one more time. Well, do that if you must. But I wanted to take a little time here because we have it. I'd yeah. like for Bill to give a three card money to Suzanne Mitchell. Oh, I was thinking oh. to Gary Mance. Well, I'm getting. Oh, oh I can do both. <laughs> okay, that'll work too. Okay. So, do you want to go first, or? Uh... Well, that's why you mentioned the numbers. Duck them in one more time, and okay. then we'll go on to our stuff. If, if you want the reading, if you want our reading, and we're happy to give it to you, the numbers are four two five three seven three five five two seven. Nathan will let us know right away that you're on the phone, and we'll put you in touch with Bill Champlin. In the meantime. In the meantime. Okay, Bill. So, uh, if you have anything, just sort of general, whatever. You... <laughs> <laughs> for me, you know what it is for me, Bill? It's about place. Because we're in Florida. We operate diagonally. We love our Seattle peeps, and we do this show week in and week out. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, moving to Seattle is a little tougher prospect because the cost of living has skyrocketed, mm -hmm. in case you folks haven't noticed. There is getting expensive in Florida nowadays, too. So uh, Suzanne and I look at place. Where would be good for us to spend most of the year? I would be interested in knowing that. Maybe the question is, can we can we is can there, we find other digs? Is there a, a can, is it good for us to move from here? Right, and if we keep, a, we were thinking we'd keep our Florida place for winter because you know winter, right? Uh, it's winter in Florida, right? <laughs> Sunshine and oranges there but uh, other than that other times there particularly in summer it's sweltering out there i don't care what day you pick it's hot and humid in florida and we were wondering how we might have a place to go for a respite in summertime okay let's just take a look um gary what is your astrological sign i am a virgo virgo oh, i'm a virgo also yes i think you and i have a certain subterranean connection in that regard when's your birthday bill uh september 2nd I'm at 12. Yeah, 10 days oh. apart. Super, super. Okay, let's take a look. Um, three cards. Is it is it auspicious or inauspicious for us to have a place somewhere up north? Okay, let's see what we see here up north. Um, see, the interesting thing, I'll, um, you got the two here. You got two aspects 
I'm seeing two, two, two. And is there somewhere up north, maybe even other than Seattle, where you have family? Because I'm seeing family connection. Yeah, Chicago, where Nathan was wearing the shirt from. Okay, okay. So I'm seeing Chicago, actually, or north or family um, around the situation. I feel like you've been thinking about this for a while um, also. I'm seeing two, so I feel like you will, and I feel like it's good and it's balanced for you to do that. And I feel like there's a family connection, so it's like closer to family if you decide to do this. Has that been what you're thinking about doing? That is one of the things that we have been thinking and talking about doing, yes. And as for myself, years ago, I was absorbed into the Mitchell entity there, so I'm part of that clan. And I'm very comfortable up there, particularly Chicagoland, which is a broad expanse. It encompasses a lot of cities, a lot of municipalities. And the one where Suzanne has family is particularly agreeable. And they have opened their arms and welcomed me. This happened years ago, and it it continues to this day. So I wouldn't be bothered. I can go watch the Cubs at Wrigley Field and suffer with everyone else watching the Bears. I don't mind. So do you have any other questions or do you want me to just take a look at something for you specifically, Gary? Yeah, I would, you know, in terms of creative expression, what Suzanne and I do here on the radio, just trying to be of service to the community at large in a way that at the same time is entertaining. That's something that has always been very important to me. Okay, so okay, so uh, what is the question about doing something else? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no future prospects to ex- expand the reach of our voices oh. so that we can get the word out to people about all the good things that you guests bring to our listeners. Okay, I hope he doesn't say book, Gary. Can we hear book one more one time. More time, we're going to have the right <laughs> one. Let's see. Well, no book. Again, right. I feel like, I feel like you're um, a little bit back and forth about what you can do going forward. Um, there's almost like a feeling like something ending, something new beginning for you. And the future, there is future expansion, I'll call it, in your employment or in this endeavor for you. So um, are you I don't know. Are you connected to the internet when you do this program? Is there anything connected yes. to the internet? Yes. Okay. Everything. So that's it's always the done. only way we can do this from a distance. It's been a miracle for us to be able to do this, a timely one. I mean, as far as um, you got, it's on the website. I'm talking about connections with social media like Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. Oh, when it comes to those. Doing the broad, yeah, doing the broadcast, broadcasting. Yeah. Let's say on a live, te- uh, YouTube live, Facebook live, anything like that. We have not availed ourselves of those platforms. They are available to us, and I think we should put some thought into that. Because that's what we I'm feel feeling. That, for we you. feel that what we do with with folks like you, Bill, when you come on the show, we feel like we offer a service to the public that you don't get everywhere all appearances to the contrary, because a lot of people get online and do this sort of thing. But we've established a a certain culture of our own. We reach a pre-loyal audience for which we are eternally grateful. 
We just want to know how we can grow the show. If you're in radio, in any aspect of it, your focus is on growing the show. Right. Uh, that's of some importance to us because we're not ready. Uh, Suzanne, I think some days more than me, but both of us have agreed that while we have something to offer and continue to enjoy doing this, we want to do it. We just like would love to reach more people, bottom line. Absolutely. So if there's any way to connect the program specifically to a Facebook Live, a YouTube Live, anything like that, consider that possibility as well, because it, I feel like that broadens your reach. Excellent. Excellent. We'll yeah, take that. It sounds we'll take good. That. You got your three card Monty today. Yes. And thank you for that, Bill. We have a couple of minutes left. What is it that you would like to communicate to people about the self-improvement that remains at the heart of people's aspirations. Who do we need to be in order to have more of what we want to have in this life? Okay, so one of the ways I would answer that question is to uh, raise people's energy, feel better about yourself. The number one issue I see in doing readings for people is self-esteem. They don't believe they can do it. There's, they're doubting themselves. Um, so self-esteem, also self-esteem, um, if you've got low self-esteem, that tends to attract people that also have low self-esteem. So you tend to have more struggle that way. So raising your, how you feel about yourself, it goes back to the self, how you feel about yourself, increasing that, loving yourself more, not only benefits you as far as how you feel about yourself, but also in your quality of life and the people that you draw to you, the circumstances you draw to you as well. So quality of life, starting with feeling how you feel about yourself is number one um, issue, I, I would say. I like that. That's very good. Before you build your self-esteem, let me just throw this in because I found it useful in my own life. The great the late, great Albert Ellis, who invented a psychotherapy, rational emotive behavior therapy, the talk therapies largely owe their success to him. And Albert Ellis used to say, give yourself USA, unconditional self-acceptance. Self-esteem may or may not benefit you. I like to have self-esteem myself. I just don't want to tie it to other people's opinions of me. But if you give yourself USA, USA, unconditional self-acceptance, you can live a reasonably, a logically happy life, even if you don't win the approval of that many people and you aren't dependent upon them. You can accept yourself with your mistakes, with your foibles of character and still lead a happy existence. It is possible and it is yours to claim. Visit Bill Champlin at tarotbybill.com, tarotbybill.com. Thank you, Bill for being with us today we look forward to the next time all right thank you very much all right and good luck this afternoon with all that you are doing thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us enjoy the all-star game it's in seattle this year in case you didn't know we'll be back next week right here on 11:50 a.m kknw in seattle Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome Alicia Michelle, the Astro Babe, to talk about several important planetary alignments going on now and for some time to come. 
forewarned is forearmed. On Saturday, Matt Shea sits in the guest host seat and along with Skip and Sharon Linegang discusses ghostly encounters and metaphysical moments in their trademark fashion. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150.